listening to the Bible 126 show. How do the nations fight God? But the whole point is to be transgressive, right? But what we are seeing with the Vogue article is not just an attempt to be transgressive, obviously. It's an attempt to redefine masculinity itself. I mean, this is overt in the article. Because we've been told for decades, right? We've been told for decades that all of these things are social constructs. The, the roles of men and women, the toys that they play with, the things that they like. Who are we to say that, you know, girls can't like trucks and football and you know boys can't like you know dolls and whatever right we've been told that for we've been told that for decades but now we're told i've always known that i was a man trapped in a woman's body why because i like dolls and pretty things the exact opposite of what we've been saying for decades or what we've been being told for decades so what they do is they fight god's people they go to war with the church Olivia Wilde. What do you know about Olivia Wilde? Well, I'll tell you, the first thing you need to know is that Olivia Wilde is a feminist. And if you didn't know she was a feminist, check this picture out of her wearing a shirt that says feminist, okay? And in case this shirt is not making it clear that she's a feminist, she also once upon a time wore this skirt. And the skirt, if you can't read it and you're listening to this podcast, it says feminist, 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 feminist. If you are at war, with God, who is a spirit and doesn't have a body like men. And all the catechized children said, amen. Then what do you do? You go to war with those who represent him. And our love's not a sin. Well, the Bible says it's so. Well, the Bible says a lot of things, you know. Jesus Christ! Hey, how's it going? Jesus, doesn't the Bible say these people are an abomination? Oh, abomination? Yeah, but you know, it says the exact same thing about this shrimp cocktail. You go to war with those who speak his words. Several southern states are doing what they can to overturn Roe versus Wade. Conservatives in Mississippi, Georgia, and Alabama have enacted new anti-abortion laws with the hope they can get the Supreme Court to reverse its decision on the landmark case. Alabama has enacted a near-total abortion ban, which is very scary. No woman should ever be forced to raise a child in Alabama. It just shouldn't happen. You go to war with those who bear the marks of identifying with him. And, uh... I read that bit to him. They are so wicked, I'll have to wipe my face the earth. And Carl said, he sounds gay. <laughs> I said, what do you mean? He went, some gays are a bit like that. He thought God was like having a hissy fit. There is an enormous hatred from the world towards both God and Christians because the world despises the idea of a sovereign creator who has given humans an objective moral law to obey. And when Christians point the world to this moral law, proclaiming the realities of sin, judgment, and the need for Jesus Christ as the only hope and escape from the terrors of hell, the world will naturally turn its hatred towards Christians. And contrary to what we see and hear from the most popular megachurch pastors in the United States today, one of the marks of a true Christian is to be hated by the world. The world will be, he says, hostile toward you. That is true, it has been, it is, and it always will be. And by the way, being persecuted is the cost of discipleship. Take up your cross and follow me. For some, there's death in this. For all, there's a measure of persecution. That measure of persecution is related to your faithfulness, your faithfulness. The Lord had given them all the proofs of his love for them, and now he warns them of the world's 
hatred. When somebody says to me, what do you think we should do about the persecution of Christians around the world? Again, I say, accept it. In fact, maybe if we were more faithful, there would be more of it, not less. Pastors who are faithful to God's Word will naturally and certainly be hated by the world for proclaiming unpopular truths about the depth of human sin, salvation through faith in Jesus Christ alone, and God's design and laws concerning human sexuality. In light of this, something is very wrong when a supposedly Christian pastor is beloved by the world and only ever says things that the world finds acceptable. Joel Osteen has appeared on Oprah's show numerous times and the messages he delivers are not about sin, Jesus Christ, or the gospel, but is always just generic encouragement that God loves and wants the best for everyone, whether or not they have repented of sin or put their faith in Jesus Christ alone. This woman asked Osteen a very generic question about how to be closer to God. I love God, He loves me, but we just don't talk because, not because I'm disappointed in God, because He gave me what I wanted, but because I'm more disappointed and ashamed of myself. Um, so how do you get past that is my question. This would have been a perfect opportunity for Osteen to present the gospel to the woman to talk about sin and salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. This is an Oprah show, so there is absolutely no reason to believe that Oprah nor anyone else in the audience are Christians. However, listen to how Osteen actually responds to this woman. Yeah, here's what God promises us. God promises us that he'll give us grace for every season. He'll give us strength in the midst of the storm. And another thing, God says if you'll stay in faith, he'll not only bring you out, but he'll bring you out better off than you were before. Osteen simply mentions a generic faith in God that even Oprah subscribes to, and there is absolutely nothing in what Osteen communicates that the world would hate or find offensive. But if Jesus taught that the world would hate Christians because it hated and crucified him, and the world loves Osteen and his supposedly Christian message, then what does that tell us about Osteen's version of Christianity? Likewise, T.D. Jakes was invited by CNN to speak at a town hall following CNN's special called Almighty Debt, a Black in America special. If you are an oppressed people, you wait in the shadows for an opportunity to imitate the ones who oppressed right. you. That's true. Jakes is the kind of pastor that CNN loves and promotes, because pretty much everything Jake says aligns with the kind of message CNN wants to promote, which is a Christianity that does not focus on sin or salvation, but rather upon topics like systemic oppression. The question we are asking is, why does the world, represented by people in organizations such as Oprah, CNN, and the Huffington Post, love pastors like Joel Osteen and T.D. Jakes? The inescapable answer is that they are not proclaiming the gospel message Jesus said would be hated by the world. In contrast, look what happens when CNN invites a pastor who is unafraid to proclaim the truth about what the Bible actually teaches. My job is not to be a political pundit or political activist. My job is to be a pastor and proclaim the truth of the gospel as clearly as I possibly can. Margaret, is the reverend sounding a little sexist or is it just me? <laughs> I would have to say the reverend is, is sounding a little um, questionable there. The difference between pastors like Joel Osteen and T.D. Jakes versus pastors like Vody Bauckham and John MacArthur is that one set of pastors is very careful to only say things that are acceptable to the world, 
And the other set of pastors is willing to tell the world that it is wrong, in sin, and in rebellion against an infinitely holy and righteous Creator God. Do you know why Europe hates Christianity, true Christianity? For the same reason the United States hates true Christianity. Because we're the only ones telling it it's wrong. And that's the greatest crime you can commit today. Christians, ministers of Christ that are true, are standing up and telling the world, you are wrong. And they hate us. Because when they're all together, their conscience is not afflicted. And then we show up and tell them they're wrong. And the Holy Spirit convicts their hearts and they hate it. When we as Christians confront the world with the truth about its sin and about God's design for human life and sexuality, the world will naturally lash out and attack Christians for daring to challenge the worldly values they hold so dear. And we should not be surprised when the most famous and most powerful celebrities in the country fight directly against the truth we are trying to proclaim. In addition to all the celebrities we highlighted earlier, there's also Taylor Swift, who professes to be a Christian. Those aren't Tennessee Christian values. I live in Tennessee. I am Christian. That's not what we stand for. Yet Swift stands firmly against what God has revealed about how God created humans male and female. Today is the first day of Pride Month. You know, a lot of my songs are about love, and I just feel like you know, who you love, how you identify. You should be able to live your life the way you want to live your life, and you should have the same exact rights as everybody else. There's Jim Carrey, who tweeted this photo with the words, I think if you're going to terminate a pregnancy, it should be done sometime before the fetus becomes governor of Alabama. There's Daniel Radcliffe, star of the Harry Potter movies, who thinks it's absolutely ridiculous to even have to be an ally. Hi there, uh, thank you very, very much for this award. It is, it's, it is a huge honour to be named the uh, Celebrity Straight Ally uh, of the Year. I, um, yeah, it, while it is a huge honour to, to receive this award and accept it from you, and thank you very, very much to all the people uh, in, in the, the public that voted for me, um, it is slightly double-edged because, um, and it is, uh, it is odd and bizarre that I am essentially getting an award for displaying basic human decency in a sort of high-profile way. I, I feel like uh, a wonderful thing about the future will be that uh, there will be nothing remarkable about a straight actor saying, you know, that he supports gay rights in all their forms all around the world. In the midst of so much opposition to the Christian message we are called to proclaim to the world, it can be easy to feel discouraged especially when pastors like Joel Osteen and T.D. Jakes are experiencing so much success according to worldly metrics. Somebody's going to put you to death for proclaiming the gospel. That, that's the apex of the struggle. But can I tell you that it can feel just as threatening when your reputation or your finances are at stake? It can feel just as threatening, pastor, when, when the numbers start to dwindle and you see smiling Joel on TV preaching to a stadium filled with people. Do I really have to preach all of this? Do I really have to preach it this hard? But Christians, let us remember why we refuse to compromise, why it's vital that we continue to stand firm upon all the unchanging truths of the Bible, even the controversial ones. We proclaim the gospel not because we will be liked or because it is popular, but because it is the power of God unto salvation for all who believe.
We proclaim the gospel simply because there is absolutely nothing in this world that is more important than the gospel, and because we recognize that to deprive people of the full truth of the gospel is to deprive them of what they need to hear more than anything else in the world. So we preserve and proclaim the gospel because the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. Get the gospel right. Hold on to the gospel. Proclaim the gospel because there's a world out there that needs to hear the gospel and needs to be saved. Thank you so much for watching until the end. If you'd like this video, hitting the subscribe button helps this channel reach more people with the truth. Thank you so much for your support and encouragement.